Hello, hello, and welcome to a special edition of Super Lady Hero Hour here on Fanversation. I am your co-host, Yael Teagle. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful and fantastic KB. Hello, KB. Hello, Yell. So lovely to be here for this special episode with my fantabulous co-host. I'm so excited. It's New Year's Eve. You know, we are almost done with 2020, but not without talking about the, I guess, super lady hero hour film of the year, because quite frankly, it's the only one that we got to see. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. Um, yes, this movie, Wonder Woman, came out on December 25th on HBO Max. We're going to share all our thoughts. So at this point, consider this your spoiler warning. Um, I do not have a graphic. I do not have a sound effect. Spoiler alert. You've I'm been pretty warned. sure the whole world has seen it. And if you have not, then that's on you because the spoilers are already out. That's true. I will say, I speaking of the world, uh, other places did not get it on HBO Max and were offered it in movie theaters. And I hope that you didn't go. Oh, I, I, for safety. I saw some box office numbers, so some mm -hmm. people definitely went. So I don't know that this is the movie to risk your health and life for. Well, let's get into it. So, you know, just off the top, what are your kind of high level thoughts? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Was it middle of the road? Because I have seen everything from top to bottom on Twitter. So this, I, okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I had fun. This was a fun movie. Um, I didn't love it. I have a lot of problems with it. But it was fun. It was enjoyable. At no point was I like, I can't enjoy this. Um, I think back to the first movie and I go, that one, I also, there was a there were some big plot problems, but it was great and fun and it was good. This was fun and enjoyable, if that makes sense. KV, no, what do you think? Sense. It makes sense. Like for me, I definitely prefer the first film. I will say that I prefer it in the grand scheme of things. I like you have issues with both because neither are perfect films. Um, and quite frankly, I it's very rare to see a perfect film in general. So like neither are perfect. Um, you know, this one was set in the eighties and I think it brings a lot of eighties things to it but we didn't have to be in the eighties. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't necessary for us to be in 1984. So there's that. Um, I still have problems with the CGI for Cheetah. Like that definitely didn't get better for me. Um, it was exactly how I thought it was going to be. Uh, and I told Patty Jenkins this, I 100% shared this with her and said that I will never forgive her for killing Steve Trevor a second time, essentially killing, I'm gonna put that in quotes. But I adore Chris Pine. And I was like, girl, I'm not gonna forgive you for doing this a second time. Cause it also wasn't necessary. Like, I understand that they love Chris Pine. I do too, but bringing him back for this storyline is like, why, why, why? We didn't need it. So um, yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, for me, I definitely needed more action. I think the action with young Diana in the beginning was so, so good and I loved it. Uh, but overall, I do think that like at the heart of it, it still has kind of those Wonder Woman themes and lessons that we all enjoy about the character in general. And so I really liked kind of having that, you know, kind of at the underlying belly of the film. Um, let's talk about the Steve Trevor of it all. Um, I was very much at the beginning of, I guess they're announcing that he would be back, um, was like, what, why? I I was not excited and I had my theory, which was way wrong, but um, I, I didn't mind it. I liked the way they chose to bring him back. I liked the effects that it had. I liked her having to choose to get rid of him again. My issue, is this poor man whose life they stole, who she sexually assaulted, who had no um, power of consent. Uh, 
And then she sees him again, and there's there's no he has no recollection. This is a person. Yeah, but she doesn't even respond with like, this is a human being that exists that I took advantage of. Um, that's my issue. The Steve Trevor. I'm pretty sure she doesn't see it that way, though. That's why she didn't say anything. You know, like I mean, she doesn't get taking advantage of him at all. Um, I, here's how I put it. Um, cause when I saw him at the end, this is what I decided. That man was a gay man. And what she did is unspeakable. How dare she? How did you, how did you determine that that man was a gay man by the because end? How do we know? How do we know? We don't. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, you're, that's absolutely what true. she did to this man. Because I'm sure there are people on the internet going, well, I'm sure he wouldn't complain. I'm sure he would. <laughs> I'm sure he would. I just, so like the idea of a body swap is a very 80s thing. And, you know, like, okay, this is, I don't know. I felt like when we heard that Steve Trevor was coming back, we all know, or most of us in DC lore, that there is something known as the Lazarus Pit. I thought that was the direction that we were going to go in for this particular mm -hmm. film. To me, that would have made more sense because it's already canon throughout DC Comics. And, right. um, you know, it doesn't include um, a non-consensual body swap. So I personally was like, oh, yay, this is what's going to happen. And then it didn't. But also, it was just for a moment, it was very confusing what was going to happen. Like you saw the man and he's saying the words that, you know, Steve said to Diana right before he, you know, perishes mm -hmm. essentially. And I was like, okay, is this man like, like I was so confused at first. And then they do the thing where they look in the mirror and she's like, okay, but she's literally still walking down the street with this man whose name I don't know. So, you know, there's that. She's just she doesn't have one. Right. So she's still walking down the street with this man and taking him on these adventures and, you know, kind of introducing him to her peers, a.k.a. Barbara. And I just was like, what? So um, and in the end, she and she have to you know, sacrifice him a second time, which um, I liked the storyline of Diana still being, you know, kind of going through the same things that we do, even as human beings and having to make these really tough choices for your life. But was it a tough choice? Cause you don't know him. Like, I mean, kind of, I was like, but also you don't know him. Like, what is his name? What, like Steve already died. So like, essentially, I don't know. I, it just didn't have the impact on me that I think that they were going for. I was just kind of mad that we even teased bringing, you know, Steve Trevor back and we didn't. I, um, I totally see what you're saying. I wish they would have done that thing where they show the way other people see him. They see like in scenes where people meet him, we see what they see, which would be mm -hmm. the other actor. Um, it's kind of a bummer that they didn't do that. Cause that feels, that feels like how, a proper body swap should be done. But um, I didn't mind it. Um, I do think I, a lot of people were pointing out that she took this man on adventures and like risked the body that they've stolen. He could have died. He could have died, I mean, he died like day. multiple times. And also I was curious about that because, so, you know, Diana has this superhuman strength, right? And Steve has, you know, his own capable skill sets of being a, a countryman and being a soldier and, you know, like being a pilot and all those things. Right. But what does this man have? You don't know. So like you put him in front of a tank. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just like, you really don't know what he's capable of. And you're just like, here. Yes. Let's see what happens. Yep. <laughs> um, also, let's talk about them stealing a plane for, for a second, because that was the least thought out thing she did the entire movie. Like she didn't think about a lot of things, but that was the least thought out. And it didn't make sense when she was like, oh, I know where we can get a plane. Why didn't you think to be, be like you used your credentials to get it. Why didn't you, if you thought, oh, I know where there's a plane, then take one more second and think about how you're going to steal it without getting shot at. And also without getting fired, because there's no way she still has a job because she definitely swiped right. her badge and was like, yes, we're going to take this plane. And it was like, 
okay, girl, but you don't care about your future. I mean, I don't like, you're also trying to live in this world in plain sight, which means you need a job and you need these things. And you're like risking your own identity in a lot of ways right. by doing these things. And so I was just like, girl, what? And then also they made it seem like that plane ride was five minutes. Like also that was another point of contention. Like you guys are traveling over continents. I'm almost 100% sure that that plane would not have made it. Like that plane definitely would not have made it. Nobody stopped for gas and they, it was like a five minute scenario. And then here you are, all of a sudden you are, you know, in another country. And I was like, what? It's so funny that you say that because I had the same thought. Like, first of all, that flight was minimum 10 hours. And second of all, um, there's a scene where she, after she's, she realizes she can fly. And then we're like, where is she going? And she flies like two blocks. I It was like 20 minutes of her in the air, two blocks. But when they're in the plane, which should take 10 hours, five minutes. Yeah, they were like, and we're here, so welcome. And I was like, wait, what? And then also, where did you land that plane? I just had so many questions um, because <laughs> yeah. it's a stolen plane and you just, I don't know. I was just like, okay, girl, I guess. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the villains because um, I will say admittedly that when it comes to DC villains, you know, especially in this film, you can't really consider them villains. Like they're honestly just human beings with like flaws. Like I really didn't like Max Lord's flaw is that he's too ambitious and he's greedy and he wants, you know, what he wants. I'm like, is this truly villainous? You know, like, uh... Yeah. Yeah. He had felt, I feel like wasn't, um, wasn't that, of a much of a big bad like he's fine i i think as you were saying she's trying to stay under the radar and the idea that she that that to me says that her her villain should have been a localized problem not a global problem um which is i think one of the things we've learned over the years that like a end of the world problem for each superhero movie seems excessive um, and and like we get rid of the stakes when it keeps happening, right? Suicide Squad, end of the world. Um, you know, everything keeps being end of the world. Uh, so it's like how many I times thought, does the world almost end? Right. I really thought, especially because of the way we started with her at the mall, that this was going to be a DC problem, and it wasn't. DC, the place. Um, and I also uh, think that as soon as he started giving wishes out to everybody, we have that woman in that restaurant who's like, I wish I was famous. And then everyone starts slamming on the windows. And the the solution that we found is you can, um, you take back your wish. I think in that moment when she was scared, she would have taken back her wish. Or the guy who accidentally killed the woman by being like, I wish you dropped dead. He would have been like, oh my God, I don't, I don't mean it. I don't mean that. But and she would have come back. Right. It just feels... It feels like a lot of those wishes would have immediately been turned back because people would have gotten the immediate consequences. You know what I mean? Like it just feels, it just feels not thought out. Yeah. Like I will say Pedro Pascal is a gem. Like I think he always does incredible with, you know, honestly, whatever he's given because he is just a fantabulous talent. Um, mm -hmm. So we did a great job, but it wasn't really that well thought out. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like his greed was like, okay, cool, I guess. But what does this have to do with her? Like it, it almost like, it was almost like we we're watching two separate films. And I think that's also the problem when you have two villains. And I would put that in quotes because I still don't think that we had two villains, not realistically, but I think that's right. the problem when you go that large, like it, it should have been one or the other. It should have been, to, to be quite frank, it should have been, you know, if you want Max Lord, then let it be Max Lord and let Barbara stay Barbara and introduce her as Cheetah later on in the third movie yes. in a different storyline and series of events. Like, I don't think we needed both because even when Barbara, you know, um, met Max, 
it's like they have this toward love affair at first. And then, you know, he basically never speaks to her again. And then she rescues him, which is also like, girl, where did you come from? And how did you know that we were here? Also a question that I have. Um, and, you know, she just shows up and her outfit is banging now. And you're like, OK, girl, yes. And then 30 seconds later, she's a cheetah. Like, it just was like, I don't, I don't understand how we got here. So uh, we'll talk about Cheetah. I'm like still holding on to Cheetah. We'll get there. I want to continue with this Max Lord thing because I I agree. I think that his his villainy was weird. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm also thinking about his flight from DC to right, Egypt. Like also, how did you get there? And then how did you get back? Like they were just yeah. making it seem like um, because I don't recall what country they were in when they Egypt. Okay. They were so they made it seem like Egypt was down the street legitimately. Like I, I just was like, everyone's in Egypt somehow. And then they're yeah, back. And then bounce back. Like, also, I would be remiss if I didn't say. So I really, really adored Natasha. She plays on Insecure. She writes on Insecure. She does so much. She's hilarious. And she was in like 30 seconds of this film. And I was like, oh, because she was their boss and she had like very few speaking lines. And I was like, oh, I just felt like, I think maybe if we focused on the humanity of Barbara and focused on kind of that aspect of Barbara and Diana and kind of this humanistic stance, then maybe that would allow additional room to write a bit more for Max Lord's villain, villainous, whatever, whatever we wanted yeah. to go down this path for him as the villain, then like we would have more of an opportunity to write for that. And it wouldn't have been so scattered. Like, I think we could have made Max Lord to your point. Um, you know, we could have made him a DC problem um, versus, you know, a global problem because he didn't need to go to Egypt. Like also these things didn't actually have to happen. Right. Um, so he didn't need to go there. We could have kept him local. We could have kept him stateside. We could have, I mean, if you wanted to expand a little bit, technically just do the DMV. That's three different states and they're all conceptually 30 to 45 minutes away from one another. So like, you know, maybe we just keep him in the DMV or take him to New York. Even when he went to the president and was like, I want all the power, I was like, cool. Like, all right, the US, like <laughs> he's taken over this country. That's interesting. But no, and then it was like, no. <laughs> um, and then it was I, like, and then we started jumping places because to your point, when the man wished that the woman died, I'm pretty sure that said Italy. Like it said something else, or like Scotland, or it was not in the were, States. I, I oh no, they weren't in I don't remember where they were, but yeah, it's yes. Um, I agree. We jumped around. It didn't need to. I, I will say this. Uh, Pedro Pascal uh, had a huge weekend because not only was he in this, um, he was also, as you all know, Mandalorian. But more importantly, if you want to see what I would say is the best performance he's done this weekend was We Can Be Heroes over on Netflix, which is the Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel. You do not have to have seen those movies, I found out, and I watched it, it was great. So if you wanna see the best performance he did this weekend, go check that out. Um, let's talk Cheetah, because I know you really want to. I, I think the first scene that they meet, I don't understand why Diana was so short with her because Diana made it clear that she has no friends. And here is this perfectly lovely woman who is in a similar field, who is understands your workplace dynamic, who is another woman in your career. And you are so like, I'm not interested. How could you do that to her? Also, then when the shift happens, it would have made it more compelling like it would have mattered more because she didn't just have a meal with her they were friends you know what yeah I mean? and it was really interesting her, because she called her her best friend and i was like girl y'all had one dinner also you called her on the phone with a favor and she didn't ask questions and just did it you're not at that level yet you're not at the level where she's not gonna go why Explain. they're not friends <laughs> right? right like it, it, they're not friends like i inherently should not just trust you immediately but maybe barbara does because she doesn't have friends and she doesn't understand i guess kind of maybe she has like some sort of like social anxiety and she doesn't really you know what i mean she doesn't sure. really understand kind of how the dynamics of a healthy friendship should work because she doesn't because 
Diana mostly just takes advantage of her this entire film. I mean, like that is the reality. So mm -hmm. I was like, mm. so when Barbara's like, oh, this is my best friend. I was like, how, how is she your best friend? Like, do you know her last name? I mean, honestly, honestly, do you even have her phone number? I was like, no, because she called you. So I'm willing to bet that you don't have her phone number. Like, uh, what? Right. So also, I the, the idea that, you know, when Barbara's like, I want to be like Diana, I want to be, you know, sexy and confident, blah, blah, blah. The only difference is the, she changes her outfits and then that drives the way she uh, holds herself which tells me she could have gone shopping and would have been fine. That's that's what I happens. Mean, but that is essentially what happens. Remember when she goes shopping for the dress for the gala and the girl's like, oh my God, you look so good in this dress. And then uh, suddenly everyone's like, oh my God, you look great. She's like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like, I don't know. I guess Barbara, I think, had the capacity to be a really, truly compelling character um, mm -hmm. if it were just fleshed out like a little bit more. Like I just, you know, really wanted to see something a little bit different. I think there's always a little hint of these origin stories where, you know, there's kind of a, a nerdy character that um, sees, you know, who they want to be in kind of the superhero character. But the reality is, is that Diana and Barbara are mirror images of each other. Diana has no friends. She lost the love of her life. She isolates everyone. Um, she basically just goes to work and goes home. She doesn't even go out to dinner very frequently. I mean, we saw her go out, you know, by herself. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, I don't understand to your point why they couldn't have been friends and we developed some other type of story because I mean, the fact of the matter is Diana, you're lonely. So like, let's own up to that. Right. Honestly, and that's why also, you're wishing I, for Steve to come back, which also, also someone brought up a good point. Oh, sorry. Well, someone brought up a good point about Steve. They were like, you brought Steve back, but like, you also barely knew him. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, well, when you think about it. Yep. Um, I also think that he should have been like, uh, this seems like a lot <laughs> that it's been this many years and you like have pictures of me and my watch and everything still out like a shrine. Like that seems like a lot. I mean, here's the thing. So on one hand, what, how many, like what, how many years have passed? I don't, I don't know how many years have passed between these two films essentially. Um, between yeah. when he dies in 1984. At the end of the day, it's decades. Like that's what we do know. Um, Loss is hard and people grieve differently. So I won't say that, you know, like for her keeping those tokens of him, I mean, to be quite fair, you know, like uh, some of our grandparents would do that. You know, if they lost the love of their lives, they would keep kind of mementos of that. So sure. I'm not going to say that, but auntie was the love of her life because he was her only love, not necessarily, you know, she's, we also know she's not putting herself out there, which Steve also brings up like, girl, you got a date, like you got to meet some new people. You got to fall in love again because this is not the move. Uh, but she's so fixated on the love that they have, which like kudos that you got a great love in your lifetime. But um, also we don't have to only love once. Like we have opportunities to be able to do it again. But I still just feel like there were pockets of things that were impactful in the film, but none of them connected in an impactful way, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. there were like hints of things that were like, oh, that's really good. Oh, I really enjoyed this. Oh, but I wish they were connected a bit more seamlessly. And it doesn't mean I didn't have a good time because I still had a good time. My biggest point of contention though, I wanted there to be more action. There was basically like no action. It was like action light. Um, yes, let's discuss the fight with Cheetah when she is Cheetah-fied. Um, as we know, I've been very excited. The idea of a cat person made me so happy. This was so disappointing um, because from neck down, she was a cat person. From neck up, what? She looks ridiculous. Either go full cat or don't. You said like, she looks ridiculous. Listen, I... I have said multiple times that I was just not a fan of the CGI from what I saw in the trailer. 
Um, well, I wasn't expecting it to be much different in the final cut, to be honest. Um, okay. So I knew that I wasn't like the CGI was going to bother me. Um, but, you know, again, I wasn't sure how Kristen Wiig's performance would stand out. And like, honestly, I think Kristen Wiig did a great job. I just think she deserved better with the CGI. But I also understand that like CGI is complicated. Like it is very, very hard to do. And I don't know the initial vision that they were going for. So I agree with you in the sense that like either we go like full on, you know, like all the way or we don't do it at all. Because, you know, a lot of it, like I know that she said she wanted to be a predator, but a lot of it was like, did she have to turn into a cheetah for this fight? Like I actually was kind of asking myself that question as they were going, you know, kind of back and forth. And then I also kind of felt like the fight actually was wildly unnecessary in general. Like when I thought about the placement and the structure of the film, I was like, oh, well, this doesn't seem like it was needed because it wasn't. Like ultimately, I feel like Diana's fight really should have been with Max Lord because to me, like the big fight, we saw that she had like a smaller fight when they were uh, in the White House. Um, and that's when like Cheetah comes to save him. But I feel like the big fight should have been with Max because the whole time Max is the one with all the power. I mean, that's the reality. He started this, you know, he knows how it works. He had all the power. I just thought it should have been different. And I love, 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 love the suit that Diana was wearing. I absolutely adore it. I love it. It was perfect. But I feel like the suit was kind of wasted. And I hope that we see it again in the third film because it's such a good suit. And it's so incredible that I feel like it's something that we need to see more of. But that cheetah fight just, it just was unnecessary. Like I just, I, I didn't understand why we had it. So I agree. I think the cheetah fight, um, I think the only reason it happened was because Max Lord was just a dude and she would kill him. Like fighting him would be one punch and he's done. He's just a guy. Um, so I think that is why we had to do it. That said, the White House fight with Barbara in was the cheetah skirt, that was the best. It was yes. a great fight. That was the best action of the entire thing. It looked good. It made sense. Both women looked incredible. Um, I like the idea that this is, you know, I think this is when Barbara realizes that she's Wonder Woman. Like it was so cool. Um, especially because the fight, uh, the like truck fight in Egypt looked awful. Like, I don't know why. It just visually did not look great. So yeah. I, I didn't hate that one. Um... I'm trying to remember, like, there's like some cool things that she does when she's like jumping off the truck, you know, like certain parts of it I liked. Um, I I just, yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree. The White House fight with Barbara is the best one for sure. But yeah. I think a part of me doesn't feel like, a part of me will always feel like she needed to fight Max because I don't actually think that Barbara needed to be Cheetah, turned into Cheetah fully. Like, I feel like she was already doing a great job during that White House fight that like, did we actually need her to go full Cheetah? Like, it didn't really seem like we did. And honestly, yeah. I wish they would have saved that for the third film. Like, let's just have her kind of mirror Diana in this same form. And then let's gradually see things happen, you know, kind of in the third film, let's not underutilize her as, as a villain. And I think that's just what it comes down to for me. Um, again, no, I, I totally still have agree. Fun, but. I think, I think it would have been, I think you're right. I think that'd be so cool if like we introduce this character and they become friends, kind of, um, kind of like a Spider-Man three, where uh, James Franco's character becomes Green Goblin Jr. Um, so I think I think that would have been cool if like they stayed friends-ish, had this human version fight, and then moved on next time she becomes the big bad villain. I also think that the White House fight could have been the big end fight if Max Lord was like, I'm taking over the US. <laughs> like it, it fits. Yeah, yeah. I think we just needed to scale down. So, and that's a weird thing to say, I know, in like such big budget superhero films. But I often find that less is more. And that's why always in the CW verse shows, I'm like, 
cut these seasons. Because if you just <laughs> focus, you know, if you get rid of 23 episodes and you just have 15, oh my gosh, there's no filler. And I feel like that in, in film, like if we just cut the filler and get straight to the point, I think it makes a more compelling story overall. And, you know, it's funny because I did see someone on Twitter say, okay, well, now that the third film has been fast-tracked, I guess we are introducing the Lazarus Pit so Steve Trouble can come back a third time. And I'm like, guys, I definitely don't think they're going to bring him back for a third one because people are so upset about how this happened. <laughs> Second one. So I don't think he'll come back, but they should have done the Lazarus Pit to begin with. And so that's what I'll say. So I... Interesting. I had, um, somebody pointed out, I am not familiar with the comics, um, but somebody pointed out that there is something about Steve Trevor that he continues to return in different versions. So I think we can expect him to come back a third time. I mean, I don't think it's going to be via the Lazarus pit, but uh, if we introduce the multiverse, like depending on when this film drops, if we introduce the multiverse, we could see another iteration of Steve Trevor. There's like one comic, I was reading about this the other day. There's like one comic where it's like his grandson comes back, but it's mm. like the same name. And I was like, ooh, Chop, please don't date though. Cause then it becomes that weird thing. What other comic did that? And I was like, oh no, like, mm. um, it becomes uh, kind of awkward. I believe you're thinking of Captain America and how he dates Peggy yes. and he wants to yes. date Peggy yes. niece or something. Like, hmm. But um, yeah, there's like one where like his grandson comes back. Um, and then of course, you know, multiverse, we have an infinite amount of individuals that can come back. So we'll see. Yeah. But I also think, I am curious to know kind of going forward in this kind of Wonder Woman um, anthology that they're building, what it's going to play into with the other films. So we talk about this a lot, but the DCEU doesn't have great continuity, like at all. Mm -hmm. So it's like, is this just gonna be a random third film? Cause we saw that they just um, announced that HBO Max is gonna have like several different Batman, you know? And I was like, oh gosh, what are we doing? Like, we're already doing this wrong. Can we please just like formulate a plan? Um, you know, where things tie in together effortlessly. So. Who knows? Honestly, at this point, if Patty just wrote down on the sheet of paper, Steve Trevor is back because I said so, that would be better to me than this body swap. Like, if she just said, oh, well. <laughs> Look, I disagree. I I'm, I like the body swap. I just think that they should have considered the body they took. That's all. That's all I ask. Well, listen, I hope that he comes back for another one. That would make me so happy. But I just think, you know, we got to figure out how to do it. And the Lazarus Pit was right there. It was right there. And the multiverse is right here. <laughs> so it's like, you got two really great options um, for, you know, the third film, uh, which I feel like will probably round out this trilogy. I don't know that they'll do like more than three, but you have two great options. And I have some ideas, yeah. so, you know, if you want to chat, but yeah, I mean, I think overall, you know, I still feel like to me personally, I think Gal and Patty are just a really good duo in the way they work together. Like I do think that I, I still 100% believe that, that they have like a really good cinematic partnership, um, which they were able to bring to life in such a fabulous way in the first Wonder Woman in my opinion, I know a lot of people don't like the first one, but I actually really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it, I think, a lot more because it had way more action, um, mm -hmm. even though the third act was, you know, clunky. Right. Um, but the third act in this one was clunky too. So, I mean, what <laughs> so like, so, you know. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? I want to really quickly touch upon the, the cute little, um, cameos i guess um the we have the woman from sabrina the teenage which or chilling adventures of sabrina whose name i can't remember um who was in the first one no um the british lady <laughs> the very funny one great anyway she's in a picture in diana's place because we assume she's dead at this point um Oh, and then at the yes. End, oh, my God. Yes. Because she was Steve Trevor's assistant in the first one. Right. Yes. Coming back. Yeah. 
Sorry, I wasn't giving context clues. Uh, I was like, what is she talking about? Yes, it's yes. Um, and we know that she is also dead by now. So she is, yeah. you know, immortalized in Diana's apartment. Yes. But I think that that genuinely is like the best way because she was such a like beloved fan favorite character that I think that's such a fun way to have been like, look, they they stayed friends. Yes. And she was like very funny and endearing and just very kind. And she was actually one of the best parts of the first one. Um, she's one of the best parts of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina too. So, I mean, ironically, yeah, you know, she's the winner. But um, yes. And then, of course, the, the Linda um, Carter cameo. Yes. Um, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was perfect and so cute. It well, it's funny because after I saw it, because I saw it an advanced screening, so I, we didn't have that that credit scene. Um, oh. or at least I didn't have it, so I don't know, or I didn't see it. But before then, you know, when they're talking about the history of the golden suit, um, someone mm-hmm. had messaged me and they were like, do you think that that was Linda Carter in there? So actually, I know I wasn't the only one that didn't have the credit because they text me about it. And I was like, oh, that would be really dope, but I don't know. So, you know, come to find out, yes, it was her and she was the ancestor. And I was like, oh, that's really awesome. Cause she, like the person who messaged me totally got it right. And I didn't even think about it. And so, you know, until seeing this, this mid credit, mid credit, end credit, mid credit scene. Um, I absolutely loved it. And I really hope it means, I mean, they're going to do a third. So I really hope it means that she's going to be part of it. Cause that'd be phenomenal and and she deserves it and like it would be so good um but i don't know that it is the case uh i mean listen the third one is probably like not even conceptualized yet to be quite honest like uh, i mean they probably have like an outline like patty probably has an outline but you know apart from that you know she's probably like trying to just um enjoy the fact that the second one is out in the world now. Um, and then she also has some other projects that she's working on. So I think she's probably like, I'm busy, but here's my outline for the third one. Um, and we'll see what happens. Listen, again, overall, I always have fun with Wonder Woman because I do think that there are some very relevant storylines that we need, especially during this time. And 2020 has been a exceptionally hard year. And I do think that there were some good themes that came out of the film where I was like, oh, I want to spend more time with my loved ones, you know, um, and, you know, don't be greedy. You know, there are some things. <laughs> and wear animal prints. Wear animal prints. I mean, honestly, her wardrobe for me was like almost better than Diana's. Oh, I was like, I, oh, uh, I was like, yeah. hmm. not a hundred percent because I adore Diana's like gala dress. I was like, yes, girl, this dress is everything. Like the split was everything. Um, and I was like, yes, but like some of, yeah, some of Barbara's clothing, when she like leveled up, I was like, oh, okay, Barbara, like the boots. I was like, oh, okay. The outfit she wears in that, um, in the White House fight, I literally turned to my roommate and I said, that's what I'm gonna be for Halloween. Uh, It's just that version of Barbara. Of cheetah. Yep. As she, she's like a hybrid at that point, I guess. But I don't Yeah, she, she's not full cheetah yet. She just realized that she loves animal prints. So I do want to bring up one thing because so many of my friends um, thought that they should have done a queer storyline with Barbara and Diana because they thought that they went on the date. Um, and so I'm just curious. I actually did it like, I mean... I definitely thought that Barbara, you know, like definitely looked up to her and probably had a crush on her too, but I didn't think they were on a date. Like I go out with my girlfriends all the time to have dinner. So I was kind of like, oh, I guess, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Like let it happen if it's going to happen. But I also didn't view it in that light, but I thought I was, I kind of felt like I was the only one because everyone else was like, they're definitely queer. And I was like, oh, I I don't know that I, I got that vibe, but I mean, if they are, they are like, you know, yay. But, if, but I, I didn't get that vibe at all. I just thought that like they were two people who didn't know each other. Barbara's new to the city right. and new to the job. So I was like, they're just having dinner. That's what I thought. But. I think that's so interesting. Um, 
I think that was not how it was written. Um, and I kind of, I now would like to see that version of the movie um, because I think it would make it more interesting. Uh, because yeah. it also, right? Like our biggest complaint was that these two, like they weren't friends yet. And so if it was that, that they were on a date, then it changes things. And like they were in some sort of relationship and not a coworker acquaintance. Um, yeah. Like for me, they just were two people who had just met and they were just having dinner. Like that's, I don't know, that's what I perceived in a watch. Like, okay, like they didn't really know each other. They're just trying to like figure out, you know, like, oh, are we actually going to be friends? Because there's, that's also a fine line, especially in corporate America jobs. Like, do I actually want to be friends with these people that I work with? Oftentimes, no. But like, you know, sometimes it's a yes. So I just thought yeah. they were trying to figure that out. Like, oh. And I'm like, but I don't know, maybe Barbara did have a crush on her. Maybe Diana did have a crush on her. I don't know because I didn't like read the situation that way. I, I don't know. So it's interesting. But I, I saw either, a lot of people talking disappointed. about it. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw a lot of people talking about it. And I was like, oh, really? Maybe I'm the only one. Let me ask Yale. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I would love if anybody in the chat would like to chime in with their thoughts. Uh, my mouse has died, so give me one second. <laughs> I love the shuffle that you just shuffled off screen, and it was like a, the good news is there's a whole other mouse. Uh, oh well. Um, oh, hopefully this one doesn't die, because otherwise the stream's just gonna keep going. <laughs> Yay! The never-ending stream. That will just be an ode to 2020. Like, hmm, feel the stream right. that keeps on going. Why not? Um, yeah, okay, so I wasn't the only one, so cool. No, I mean, I know I saw people talking about the fact that um, Diana is canonically bi, which makes total sense. Um, so, but, you know, is Barbara? I don't know. We don't know, right, right. Like, we didn't have any conversations around that put in the script or put on the screen. So right. yeah, I am hoping that, you know, I honestly hope that we see Kristen Wiig again. I do because I just yeah. need it to be different. Um, I just need it to be different though, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing her in some capacity again. Um, and I am curious as to who they're going to choose for the next villain for the third film. Yeah, I'd like it to uh, not be another dude. Um, I think that'd be a nice change of pace. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, there's so much they could do with the third. I really, I'm like stuck on your idea now. And I'm like, I want Kristen Wendt to be, like to show us Cheetah in a different way, you know? Yes, or that's what like, I want. Realize if like she realizes that was the like oh this is that was the true me i have to be that person and that being and like tries to find another way to become a cat person you know i'm gonna love that you're gonna be obsessed with it but you know actually so if we're going to bring linda carter back because actually a good point is that you know in the film diana kind of references her like she um like she died, basically, you know, like right. she, she sacrificed herself. So it's interesting that she's alive. So we love that. Um, but oh. I think however she's alive could be the key to how they bring back Steve. I will say that, like, however we get that, mm -hmm. they're probably going to do that. And then also I'm hoping in the third one, of course, that we introduce Nubia. Um, and so, you know, that would be something else that would be, you know, fantastic for us to see. I definitely 100% adore young Diana. Like what, uh, I mean, what a little cutie, what a fierce little girl. And, uh, that first like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, however long it was, I don't care. I wanted more of, because I thought it was adorable and what a fierce little warrior and, um, more flashbacks with little Diana in the third one. That's what I want. I didn't need this whole opening thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I love seeing, I love seeing the mascara, but like, I didn't need it. It didn't add, and it was long. And so was the movie. 
saying that that scene was long. And honestly, I didn't feel like it was that long. I didn't feel like we were in the mascara for longer than 15 minutes. Like, I didn't feel like that at all. But maybe it's just me. I was like, that passed by the fastest for me, I feel like. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Everyone well, else was like, you like the girl. I know it is. It's probably because like I adore young Diana and I was like, yay, look at my little queen being all fierce. Also, I like, I mean, yell, you know, I love when little kids shine. And so I just am like, yay, let the kids do everything. They're so good. And so, yeah. So that's probably why. I tolerated the children being there. Um, any <laughs> final thoughts? No, um, you know, I think we have said everything that needs to be said. I have my request for the third film in case anyone um, at DC or Warner Brothers wants to watch this and, you know, um, ask me some more questions because I have some thoughts. But yeah, oh, overall, I had a good time and I have yet to watch it again. I haven't watched it since um, I saw it. Um, I just watched the the mid credit scene, but I am looking forward to watching it again and like truly like sitting down with it and, and seeing how I feel. But overall, I had a good time and I know, I guess I'm in the minority because not a lot of people said they had a good time, but I was like, I didn't hate it. I definitely, you know, still, obviously this is a critique. So I had some pain points about it, but like, Diana's still my girl, you know, I'm still looking forward to another, you know, Wonder Woman film. And um, I still, I, I can't wait to see what she does next in this next one. And I hope, you know, it, it's flushed out a little bit more. What about you, Yell? Any final thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, did it have problems? Absolutely. Uh, did they distract? A lot but I still was able to enjoy and have a good time and that's what you want from an, uh, a movie a superhero movie that's what you want I also, also have just a good time were yeah. the costumes fantastic yes I mean yes. I adored the costuming and um I can't remember the music so I'm, I'm not gonna speak on that because quite I really don't remember it but I definitely remember being like, yes to these clothes, you know, so I was like. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff about this movie. Uh, and Pedro and his son. Also, oh my gosh, yes, Pedro's son in the film. What a little cutie. Uh -huh. Also, I just okay. wanted to. <laughs> I didn't understand. It was very random for him to have a child in the storyline, I felt like. Um, but that actor is adorable. I, I don't know what else to say, but yeah. It was unnecessary. The whole child thing was unnecessary. I spent too much time wondering who the kid's mom was. Um, <laughs> and like the fact that they brought up that the mom had a new boyfriend, like, are we gonna meet these people? Why are we bringing this up? Well, honestly, so that actually brought up for me what got cut. Cause there were a lot of things that like weren't answer oh, or solve yeah. or continuous and I kept thinking I think a scene probably got cut here like I kept saying that to myself in a few places and so when they mm -hmm. mentioned the mom because they mentioned her more than once I feel like um yeah. I was like there must have been a scene with this this character that didn't make it you know final cut because I was like we've we've talked about her a little bit more frequently than I feel like we normally would so I feel like some things got cut yeah um I agree. I That's a really great point. All right. Uh, on that note, we at Super Lady Hero Hour will be back in January uh, to discuss the new and returning CWDC verse shows, as well as any other superhero shows that may arise. Uh, but until then, KB, where can people keep up with you on the internet? And what do you want to promote today? <laughs> well, I can be found at the Lady KB, T H E. L-A-D-Y-K-A-Y-B on Instagram, Twitter. Um, that's it. I'm not on any more social media platforms. Um, but you can find me at those. And, you know, I will either uh, be tweeting about 90s R&B or um, 
will be tweeting about some delicious meal I ate, or I will be tweeting about superhero things and TV and film and, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost, the movie that's iconic and I adore and I might watch tonight. So like, honestly, it's going to be a plethora of things. There is, you know, nothing to promote outside of the usual. Follow me on YouTube through the lens of Lady KB. You know, listen to my podcast. I'm season two host of the Color Grade podcast. We talk about film and TV shows, deep dives, deep reviews. Um, it's exciting. And, you know, I write occasionally and I host occasionally. So, yeah, all the things. So, Yell, where can everyone find you? How are you celebrating New Year's Eve? And most importantly, what are you playing next? Um, I'm going to start with what I'm playing next because I just started for the very first time ever in my life, World of Warcraft. And oh. I am terrible at it. Uh, so you can watch me do that uh, as well as keep up with me everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Um, that's twitch.tv slash Yell Teagle for the, it's bad. It's bad. You can watch it. There's plenty of clips. Um, also, uh, coming up this New Year's Day is the Doctor Who uh, special. So we'll be discussing it here on Fanversation on the Who Schmooze. Um, we'll be doing that on Saturday. Uh, so there's a video here on Fanversation's YouTube channel that you can check out. Also on Sunday, I'll be talking about an older episode of Law & Order SVU on Law & Order S Review. Um, that is where we're talking about. These names are divine. To be fair, I came up with zero of them, so I cannot take credit. They're all so clever. Um, yep, that's our show. I'll oh, figure out how to end it. Oh. Hashtag show. Oh, um, yes. Ooh, there's so much more. Um, there's also the streaming wars on that hashtag show. KV was a guest and we discussed all of the new stuff that is coming out in 2021 that we are looking forward to that is streaming everywhere. So you can check that out over on that hashtag show. Good call. Um, and now I have to figure out how to end this broadcast because none of my mice are working. Nope, escape doesn't work. So thanks for joining us, everybody. KB 